Okay, we are learning Daf Mem Zion today. Uh, we are starting from the second line down. The Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Zera, Amar Bas, Amar Rilchan, Amar Hanina, Amar Rabbi Rumnis. The Gemara is quoting something Rabbi Rumnis said, Lohitruli Rabbi, Latalto Machtava Afra. That Rabbi, this is Talmudim, the very early Amaram, in the transition between the Amaram to the Tanam. So Rabbi, the last in Amaram, was Machtava, this Rabbi Rumnis. To move a machta, a machta is like a, a shovel. He used to hold katoras, like incense. And um, so Rebbe was mater. So in and of itself, the, the shovel is not moksa, it's a kli. But, but the problem was that there were some leftover ashes from the uh, from the incense that were left after the burning. And the Gemara is assuming right now that the ashes are moksa. Rashi learns that we're going like Rebbe Yehuda. And like Rabbi Yehuda, even though this technically suitable, you could use ashes to cover things or like that come up in the house and dirty things. But unless they were specified otherwise before Shabbos, Bistama, we wouldn't assume that they're going to be used. So like Rabbi Yehuda, the ashes would be muksa. So you have a shovel, which is um, not muksa, and um, the, the shovel for the incense. And then you have, or even if it is, you know, you normally use for incense, at least it's a kli, uh, so it could definitely be moved for something. And you have some leftover ashes inside of it. And the story goes that Rebbe was mounted, Rebbe Rumnus, to move the Kli. So why is that such a chadish? Because when you're moving the Kli, right, the Kli also has the Muksa thing in it. And we know usually that there's a din of bosses, that when um, when there's a Muksa item, that the thing that's holding the Muksa item also becomes Muksa. And that's what the Gemara is about to challenge. I'm like, Rebbe, could this ever have opened about tonight? We live in the Mishra, but no, it says a person can take his son when he's holding a, a stone. Um, in other words, even though the son is 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 holding the muksa, so when you, the, the stones, when you're moving the 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 son, then you're also by way of that also moving the the stone. But the, the when you're moving the son, you're also moving the stone. But the gemara later on we'll talk about this where the kid um, the kid might become sick if the father doesn't pick him up. It's a whole case why we're makel to pick up the son who's holding the muksa thing. We'll learn about that later. Oh, or a basket that there's a stone inside of it. So very strange. You can move a basket with a stone. So at face value, it's because you're not moving the stone directly, you're really moving the basket. But we there we learned that in a bus is understand that mission. You have to say that the basket doesn't just have a stone in it. If it just had a stone in it, then the basket would be a buses and you can't move the basket. The case would be, I understand why you can move the basket, is that the basket is also filled with fruits. So the bosses is holding two things. It's a bosses for the moksa, for the davar ha'asar, and it's also a bosses for the davar mutter, for the fruits. And since the fruits are more significant than the rocks, than the rocks, so we say that it's um, it's more of a bosses for the fruit than it is for the rock, and therefore you're allowed to move the basket. That's what Rav Yochanan qualified how to understand that Mishnah. So we can make an inference. Tahamid is Rav Yochanan saying it's only because there would be fruits unless they puri low, but without the fruit, you can't be moved. It would be a bosses the moksa. So how could we have this whole story go Bashim Rav Yochanan and then that Rebbe was after Rev Rumus to move the bat to move the shovel together with the leftover ashes? Assuming the ashes are moksa, it should be a bosses. And we see that Rav Yochanan holds other than a bosses because Rav Yochanan in the Mishnah later with the basket and the fruit. With the basket and the stone, it says the only case where you can move the basket that's holding the stone is also when there's fruit inside. If there's not fruit inside, then it would in fact be usher to move the basket. So the Gemara says, Shalach, Adar, Avasi, you heard this question, he was confused for a second. For Amar, and he answered, 
In the case, it has to be that the shovel here wasn't only holding um, ashes, it was also holding some of the incense, some not burned incense. So it had some muksa things, ashes, but it also had some unburned incense, which is not muksa. And therefore, it comes out that the shovel is a boss to dover a mutter and a dover asr. And yeah, that's not a boss. As long as it's serving as a boss for some other things, uh, then it wouldn't be a problem. Now, why is it, what can you do with this incense of Shabbos? Obviously, you can't burn it, so what do you have? So it just seems like it's it's something that has um, it has some smell. It has some smell. It has a good smell from it, even without burning it. So therefore, the, the incense itself that's there is not moksa. The ashes is moksa. So that's just the opposite. Precisely, it's exactly like the case of, uh, of the basket that's filled with the stone and fruit, and it's not a buses. The shovel, because it's a buses, a davar ha'asar and a davar ha'amotar, so we say it's okay. Um, so the Gemara doesn't like that because I'm Rabbi Akartin, Bey Rebbe, Nechashidi. We're talking about Bey Rebbe. Rebbe was a real aristocrat, very rich, almost like a king. So if you have some incense that's like, you know, that's leftover incense that are lying around, even if it hasn't been burned, unburned stuff, you think that's significant at Rebbe's house, they would just throw that out. Like they would never use that. It's not only for anything. He was very rich. So there's no chashivas, no significance whatsoever to any leftover incense that, are, that remain inside of the shovel. So just the opposite. We're, we're making more muksa items. That's a, We're only digging ourselves into, into a bigger hole here. We have a shovel, which in and of itself is not muksa. We have ash inside, which should be muksa. We think and we have also some unburned incense. And when the Gemara is challenging that in Rebbe's house, there's no purpose to that. So so the unburned incense is also like is also like um, muksa. Maybe you're going to say alumnus. Yes, in Rebbe's house, they might be very rich and they have no usage for unburned incense, but poor people would use it. So maybe since a poor person would use it, it's not moksa even in Rebbe's house. But the Gemara says, I'll show you that that's not the case. Fatan says in a bride, big When you have a, we're talking about the tumah, the size of a, you know, tumah for, for, for a beged. So the beged that, that, that for a poor person could be considered clothing for him. If it's, you know, a scrap that he wouldn't throw out, but a rich person would throw out. So it is a beggar or not. So for the poor person, it's considered a beggar, but not for the rich person. But yeah, sure, not sure. The, the clothing that are for rich, rich people are, are, are killing for are for rich people. And they, they have a couple to by them. So what do you say? But if it's only a clothing that a poor person would wear, it's not considered clothing when it's in a rich person's house. Meaning we say it's all relative. Is this clothing or is it not? It depends. If it's in the house of an uneasy, that's that's clothing. And it's makabal tumma. But if it's in the house of an ashir, where an ashir would just throw it out, then it's not in his possession, then it's not considered to be to be a kli. So the Gemara's analogy is so too for the laws of muksa. We should say that since in the house of Rebbe, uh, they would throw out the unburned incense. So the unburned incense would be muksa. Who cares that a poor person in his possession would keep it in, and benefit from it? But we go all relative to the place and location where it's in. Since it's in Rebbe's possession. Since it's in Rebbe's possession. So we should say, we should say that it's not, um, we should say that it's not, that we, that it is muksa, even though an ani might use it. So we're back to the drawing board here. We have this case where Rebbe was matzah Rebbe Manun, to move the shovel that had some leftover ash from the burning of the incense. The Gemara doesn't understand why. Why is it not a problem? Since the ash is an usher, so, so the shovel is a buses also. We try saying that there's some unburned incense in it, but that only makes it worse because in Rebbe's house, the unburned incense has no chashivas and it's also going to be muksa. So the Gemara says, Ella, me, they have a grapshot right. The Gemara says, you're right. Really, everything is muksa. You know why you're allowed to move it? Because there's a special head to a muksa to move um, the graph is a kli that's used for excrement. There's a special kula, even though it's totally muksa, it has no usage. But because it smells bad and because it's disturbing to the piece of Shabbos, chazal were making the laws of muksa. You're allowed to move graf shalrei. It's a very common answer to know about for garbage, for example. You're allowed to take out your garbage because of the din of graf shalrei. Um, but 
But but so, so the Gemara is trying to say that that's what's going on here. It was disturbing the piece of Rebbe's house to have this. Evidently, it was it was like disgusting to have this ash shovel of uh, the shovel of ash around. So that's why they were makel. They were makel because of the fact that it was disturbing the peace in Rebbe's house. So the Gemara says, Amarava, no way. There's two rejections. You know, a clea that's used for, for extra meat actually smells bad. It's disgusting. This thing is not disgusting at all. But oh, and furthermore, a, a, a clea that's used for extra meat is open, meaning it's revealed. Everyone sees it. That's why you're allowed to move. I'm missing that this is covered. The way the shovel used to work, you used to have a cover, and there used to be little holes inside of the cover where the smell would rise, right? Where the smoke would come out of. So it's covered, so it can't be disturbing anything the way it is. So the Gemara doesn't understand whatsoever. So, so Rav is really refuting the idea that you can move the shovel full with the ash because of Grab Shorei. So Elam, Rav, rather Rav says, when he says, let me tell you a story of my own. When I was by Rav Nachman's house, I'm we would move the Kli because of the ashes inside, which weren't moksa, even though there were wood chips in it, which were moksa. Meaning, what Rav is trying to illustrate is that not all, until now we've been assuming that the ashes were moksa. And what Rav is trying to bring out is that not all ashes um, are moksa. And as long as you anticipate what need you might use for the ash on Shabbos, so you, if they're, so to speak, designated to um, to be used for whatever whatever might come up, for covering like, like dirt or things like that, so, so ash is theoretically not moksa. So now it's just the opposite. The ash is not moksa. And he says, if not house, they would move the pan uh, that had that had ashes, even though there were wood chips. The wood chips were moksa. The ashes weren't moksa. They would move the pan because the pan was a process for davar moksa and a davar aser. The ashes were not moksa. The wood chips were moksa. And and that was okay because Basel Davar also Davar Mutter is okay. And and, and and that's exactly what's going on here. When Rebbe was Mazar Ravunus to move, the, the 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 shovel with the ashes. It's the same thing. The ashes were moksa. We're dealing with something where it was you knew the, about the needs for the ashes before Shabbos, and therefore the ashes weren't moksa. And the chiddush that Rebbe was makel is that he was makel even though there were some moksa pieces of wood that were inside the shovel. So the Gemara is totally twisting the story on a one eighty. Until now, we've been thinking, you know, that the ashes were moksa, and that we're trying to figure out why the shovel didn't become a bustle. So Now we're saying, no, no, no. Actually, the ashes were moksa. You anticipated the need, and you were going to use them to cover whatnot around the house. And the chiddush was that moving the shovel was that even though there was another moksa, item, let's say wood chips in there, still it's not a bustle uh, for davar also because of the davar hamutter that is inside um, as well. And the novelty that the gemara is bringing now, let's just take a step back, is that when you have a bustle for davar also and a davar hamutter, we have to define what's the more significant thing. So let's say in the mishnah later on, we have a basket that has a rock or nickel, as long as there's fruits. Well, fruits are clearly more significant than a rock. So clearly, it's more of a bustle for the fruit than it is for the rock, and that's why we're leaving. But now it's starting to enter into some more gray area because here you have a shovel that's full of some ash and some wood chips. The ash isn't that much more significant than the wood chips, but we're saying it's enough, it's enough, there's enough that there's a little bit more significance in the ash and the wood chips to define it as a bosses of even though the disparity isn't that great. So the Gemara now asks, Mace uh, we have a kasha. We just we were in the context of the rise of machlokes. Rabbi Yudin Rabbi about moving the lamp after it goes out on Shabbos. Rabbi Shabbat. Everybody agrees. Rabbi Yudin Rabbi Shimon agrees. Shemishvah Shabbat Let's say inside of the lamp, there's leftover pieces of a wick. Shalasa letato. Then you can't move the lamp. Why? Because the leftover pieces of the wick are are muksa. Right? You can't use the wick on Shabbos at all. So. So now, what's going to happen is that the lamp is going to be a bosses to the. 
um, to the leftover wicks. Now, what's the question? But there's oil, right? That's the context that there's leftover oil as well, which Rabbi Shimon allows and Rabbi doesn't, right? So now we're saying that even Rabbi Shimon agrees that it's milk soft, there's leftover pieces of wool, of wick, because the lamp, because of buses to the wick. But wait a second, it's also should be a buses to the oil, and we should say buses dover also dover mutter should be okay. Why don't we say that? Must be because the disparity between oil and wicks is not so much. It's not strong just because it's oil. It's not so much more significant than the wicks, and therefore we don't employ the hatter of also the You need the dover hatter. The gemara is asking to be much more significant, like uh, the case of the fruit. So what's going on? And if we see that that for that case is true, so so too in our case with the ashes and the wood chips, we shouldn't say that the ash is so much more significant than the wood chips because it's not, and we shouldn't be able to use the hatter of buses dover also the mutter. So that's the gemara's point now that maybe you can't use buses dover also the dover mutter in the case where the dover hamutter is not so much more significant than the iser. So the gemara answers no, it's not approved. Amar by the It's talking about galil. In the galil, they didn't have much flax. So since they didn't have, it was like very scarce to have flax. So it was a very high demand for wicks. So since it was a very high demand for wicks, there was hashivas to the leftover wicks. It was taka very kosher. It was more kosher than the oil. But in but in the case where the davar hamutter is even a little bit more kosher than the davar asr, let's say a regular scenario, not in the galil, where the wicks are, are significant and the oil is significant, but we could say the oil is a little bit more significant. That's enough to make it a davar basas davar hamutter, and, and it's and, it, and it's therefore okay. So the conclusion of the gemara is that we don't really have to see so much more of a significance for. Uh, bus, for the Dabraham Mutter, in order to use the Hatter, Basos, Dabraham Mutter, Dabraham Mutter, and we're coming out that that was the case of Rebbe being Matir, or Munis, to move the shovel with the ash, is that the ash actually we anticipated using it wasn't Muxa, we were Makel, even though there were wood chips, because ultimately the, we, we could look at the ash as a little bit more Chashev, even though it's not significantly more Chashev, and we could use the Hatter for Basos, Dabraham Mutter. Okay. Um, now the Gemara is really done uh, discussing this this whole idea of Basus of also Davramutter, and the Gemara now moves back to um, building things on Shabbos. This really doesn't seem to have any connection to what we've been learning, but it's just one thing that we came up with the menorah a couple days ago about the when there were sections in the menorah that you can't piece them together on Shabbos. How that's Makam Bapadish. Now the Gemara discusses something similar. So the Gemara says, Levi Barshmol, Shmuel, the Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Huna Barchia. Levi Barshmol met Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Huna Barchia, but they have a Kami, a Huna, they were standing at Rabbi Huna's door. Amalui says, and Amal Lachs, and Misha, so has to show the sign of Shabbos. Can you reassemble a bed of the Tarsayim on Shabbos? Tarsayim Rashi seems to say, or a smith, a smith that would make like a copper, and they used to have a traveling bed with them. So the question was, um, it was a bed that required assembly. So could you make the assembly for the bed on Shabbos? Are you allowed to do such a thing? So it's much like a bed that comes apart, it has sections, they would use it, travel on their back, put it in their backpack, and then put it together with that. So you're allowed to put it together on the Shabbos. So I'm willing Shabbat, that means mutter. And the idea would be because it's not much is going on. It's a simple thing. It just comes on and off. So I'm believing Shabbat Dami. So I was like, I'm going to review. Can you review the Alma review? They said, No. How Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Rabbi Shmuel, say, I'm also mitzvah shalshayim shas chayv chatas. Someone who puts together this bed on Shabbos is chayv chatas. What are you chayv chatas for? So Rashi says, because of makab patish, because you're making again, you're, you're putting it together. So when you're doing that together, you're forming the kli. It finishes the forming of the kli. So that that is a malacha of makab patish. That's the way Rashi learns. So we have a, a great question here. On one end, we're saying you're allowed to do it, and here we're saying if you do it, you're chayva chatas. So which one is this? Makab patish or is it not? So the Gemara seems to be saying at this point that it's machlokas. It's machlokas whether it's makab patish. If you have a, a kli that has sections and you're just putting them together, is that makab patish or not? So the Gemara asks, Meisve, we have a bris. I'm also going to menorah b'shas chayv chatas. Someone who has a menorah that has sections and you put it together, you're chayv chatas. You have different branches in the menorah, whatever they come on and off. If you put it back together, it's makab patish. Kanas nine lo yasir. If you have a pole, it's a guy who's putting on. Um, 
also a pole with 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 a bunch of sections. It's a long pole, and you and it's a guy. He's got to like he applies plaster to the ceiling or whatnot. So the way it works is he has to reach different heights. So there's different sections that are adjustable, uh, take on and off, so that he can adjust whatever height he needs. So he shouldn't reassemble, add the sections to it on Shabbos and have And if he does, he's not chayev, but it's still awesome midrabbanon to do that. It's not awesome midraisa. Um, and the idea why it wouldn't be also derived is because since it's made to adjust and you're always constantly adjusting, it's nothing final about what you're doing when you take one and off, but it's still, um, it's still also to do. Rav Samaya says, he says it's a difference whether it's a round hole uh, or a straight. What's the difference? Because if it's round, so it's going to happen, it's going to be very tight and you need like someone who really knows what he's doing to do it. So that's like a real thing. You're finishing the glee. That's Makla Patish. But if it's a straight one, then it's just looser, and if it's just looser, so then anyone does it, it's loose. It's not like considered like a final blow, so that's not that's not makamapatish. Okay, but at any rate, what do we see in this brisa? We want from the first thing that the branches in the menorah, if you put them on and off on Shabbos, you're chayvachatas. So why is that different than assembling the the bed of the coppersmith where 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 um we just said it was a machlokas? So what's going on? So the Gemara answers inu really really you're right. This opinion here in the brisa that says. Reassembling the menorah is chayvachatas would definitely not allow you to reassemble the bed. But they, the people who allowed you to do it, those amoram, they're going like a different time. Time we learned another bride. So malbanos hamita, sockets, bed sockets where they where they would put the um the, the bed legs in, the karas hamita bed legs which attach from the which attach to the frame. shell viklas. So I don't understand exactly what this is. It seems like it has something to do with um. The nuts that go into the, that go in with a bow and arrow. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but all these things, low yachser, you're not supposed to reattach them on Travis from Hefter. And if you did, Potter, you're not Chaya. Abulaser, it's Usser. Again, the idea why it's not Mamash Bakwapatish is because since it, it it's done regularly, they come on and off, so it's not considered to be a final blow. But it is Asr Midrabanon. Um, because you might come and actually, you know, Rashi says like use like nails and do it like permanently, where that would be a daraisa. So the im the you certainly are not supposed to use nails. When talking chayachatas, if you use nails, then that's definitely considered final. And then you're chayachatas if you do such a thing. That's the Tanakama, that's the stringent opinion. says, if you're attaching it in a loose way, you're not doing it tight, you're not doing it so strong, mutter. Then it's mutter to, to, to attach it again, as long as there's no nails. He agrees you shouldn't use nails. But as long as it's loose, um, as long as in fact, it, I just want to clarify something. Shem Gamliel agrees that if you're using um, the nailing, is is mamash or daraisa makvapatish. But the question is, when you're not using using the nails, according to the Tanakama, it's awesome or daraisa. According to Shem Gamliel, no, that's only if it's tight. But as long as it's loose, there's no gzeir that you're going to use nails. You're just doing it in a loose way. So as long as it's a loose way, reassembling is completely, completely mutter. So Gemara now is coming out like this: that the Amoram before or Makel. To reassemble the bed, we're talking about a loosely when the parts were done loosely, and since the parts were done loosely, they're going like you're like I'm shimming wheel, so they're allowed to do it. Um, and since it's a loose bed, so you're allowed, it's totally, totally much. That was the case. So it comes out from the Gemara in order to understand how they were allowed to reassemble the bed, it had to be loose. If it wouldn't be loose, then you don't have to have to have shimming it would still be awesome. Uh, Tosis, in fact, doesn't understand. And one of Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel, even if it's loose, a high machatas, so Tosis says no. Rav and Shmuel, when they said if you do it tight, you're chayvachatas, they're talking about only a tight one. But the Gemara's point is if a tight one is chayvachatas, then if it's loose, it should be awesome and In order to understand why it is that uh, that that 
Shogamuel is makel on a loose one, it has to be that even if it would be tight, it wouldn't be daraisa. So therefore, we're makel if it's loose. So bottom line is, is that we're saying to reassemble it if it's loose. You're not using nails, may not makel apathish, and it might be completely, uh, completely much to do such a thing. However, it's maklokas. There's another opinion that's saying that it's forbidden. Uh, it is still forbidden. It might not be chavachatas, but it's still forbidden even if it is loose. Tremendously, tremendously important maklokas. Many, many nafkeminas lahalacha based upon this. It does look like we pass in like the Gemara, like the opinion that we're makel if it's done loosely, um, that it's not considered to be maka uh, a maka b'patish. Okay. Now the Gemara continues with the story. Ki hava beir avchaman. Beir avchaman's house of amat galolina. There was a bed that also had it had. Uh, it's kind of like the same thing. It different sections to the bed. They would put it together on yantin. So I'm with the Rabbi. There was once a rabbi says, Rabbi says, My dad's how are you allowed to be makel binyum natsadi? You're saying it's not a normal way of doing it. It's not really building because you're doing it loose. You're not using nails and screws. So you're saying that that's okay. Nay, you say, So like, even though without that, without the it being totally permanent, it's not daraisa, but you see a drabanam, you should still be asma drabanam. Remember the Tanakama, the Braiso said, even without nails, it's still asma drabanam to put together the bed. So, so, so Amalei, he said back, as long as it's loose, it's mutter. And that's the halacha, that as long as it's loose, um, as long as they're, you know, designed to be to go loose together, so then then it's makel to put it together. A Shabbos is not considered to be makva patish. It's totally mutter to do such a thing. Okay. Now the Mishnah continues. No kli tachas and You're allowed to put a kli under a lamp to catch sparks. So we said you're not allowed to. If you remember back on the base, we learned that you're not allowed to do it to catch oil for different reasons. You might be moving um, the oils, muxas. You might be moving a kli for the needs of muxa, or you might be mavat the kli mechana. Might be destroying the kli because the oil is muxa. When the oil falls in, then it's going to make the uh, kli abasis. You're not. You'd be destroying the kli's usage on Shabbos. Two reasons. And the mission is saying that's all by oil. But to catch sparks, you're allowed to do that. Relate to the zochamayim. We'll see why you're allowed to do it. Relate to the zochamayim. You're not allowed to put water in the kli. But neishu because you're going to be uh, extinguishing the sparks when they fall in. So you're causing, and this is what's interesting, it sounds like an interesting thing, you're causing, we'll learn more about in the Gemara, how you're causing the sparks to go out is also also in Shabbos. I'm not directly extinguishing them. I'm just putting water in the cup and then the sparks fall into the cup. But even that is usher on Shabbos because you're causing them to go out. So the Gemara first doesn't like the first thing that the Mishnah said, that you're allowed to put, it said you're allowed to put the um, the kli under the lamp to me to, to catch the sparks. So when I about the clean, oh, no, you're destroying the clean because the sparks, the Gemara assumes are moksa. So when they fall in, they're going to make the clean moksa. It's going to become a boss. So you're not allowed to do that. So the Gemara says, the sparks have, have no chashivas to them. So they don't make the thing that they fall into a boss. So the Gemara is not saying sparks are a moksa. The point of the Gemara is that the thing that catches the sparks won't become a boss because sparks have no significance. So it's not also to put the clean under the sparks. We continue and analyze. We said you're not allowed to put water in the clean because you're extinguishing. Says the Gemara, Stomach or abuse, it sounds like the mission is only going for abuse. Even just causing a fire to go out on Shabbos is also. So, Machlokas later on in the 16th parak, a whole case where there's a fire and you want to line up um, a whole wall of Kalim that hold the water and then the fire is going to come along. Abuse, he says you're not allowed to do it because the fire um, is going to come and, and pop the Kalim and then the water will go out and, uh, and and put out the fire. So you cause, you cause the fire to go out. So even though you didn't do it, there was no mice of Kiboy, but even indirectly making the fire go out is Asur and Shabbos. That's what it sounds like. You're all in our mission as well. All I'm doing is I'm putting water in the Kli and and and, and then the, the sparks are going to fall in. So they, that's only a ground. So so what, the mission is only Rabbi Yossi? It seems like the Tanakama later on in the 16th parak is Mekel. He says that since it's, you know, a question of, uh, of Hefzid, 
We're mekel by goyim, by gram, by grama on Shabbos, by putting out the keyboard. We're mekel as long as there's an element of hefzes. So we should be mekel here. A person shouldn't have to lose, you know, the fire might destroy some of his things. So you should be mekel at least to do a grama of keyboard. So the Gemara says, but this, you really think that's what the Mishnah means that we're going like Rabbi gram keyboard? The Mishnah is saying you're not allowed to do it, period. Even on Arab Shabbos, even Rabbi Shabbos, Rabbi is only saying you can't do gram keyboard on Shabbos. The Arab Shabbos, from Yamar, did he ever say on Arab Shabbos you can't do that? No way. So our Mishnah, the Gemara is assuming, that it mean, even means on Friday. The Mishnah doesn't specify you can't do it on Shabbos. It says, unequivocally, you can't put water in. So on Friday, what would be the problem? Maybe you'll say no. That our Mishnah also hears only on Shabbos. But Tanya says in Brisa, black and white. No, some cleats on the Shabbos. So you can put the cleat under the lamp to catch the sparks. Ba Shabbos on Shabbos. We're talking about Shabbos. This is only an Arab Shabbos. Fully to the Zochamayim Jimuchava. You can't put water into the cleat because you're putting out the sparks. May Arab Shabbos. And it's also even before Shabbos. The in Sarakloma by Shabbos. Even without saying that it's also on Shabbos. So the Isser clearly is saying, even before Shabbos, you can't put the water in. So how could you explain that the Isser is just because of Rabbi Yossi? It's Gram Kiboy. Here, you're doing it before Shabbos. So what should be the Isser? So there must be that there's something else going on. And the Gemara can see that. It's something more complicated here. El Amar Abashi, Afilati Marabonon. We could be going on Grabon and Shani Alpha. It's different here because if you would do it on Shabbos, you could theoretically do it a direct act of extinguishing. Rashi explains that maybe what's going to happen, we're scared that is at precisely at the moment when you're putting the water into the Kli, precisely in that moment, the spark might be coming in. So it might end up being a direct act of extinguishing, not indirect. Since we're concerned for that possibility, we make a Xer and we say you can't even fill up the cup on Arab Shabbos. So in the case of doing an indirect one, like in the case where you know the fire's not here, Bakhlal yet. So then maybe we would be make a like to to do ground key boy to prevent the monetary loss. But here that you're doing you're doing it, we're scared that the spark is going to fall precisly at the moment that you're putting it in. It will be a direct act, a direct act of extinguishing. So there, even the Rabbanim would agree that's awesome. And once that was also, Rabbanim were closer not to do even do it on Friday, lest a person come to do it on Shabbos um, as well. Okay, Hajar Lachir, and now we start the new Sugya by Matomen, all about Hatmana. So we learned back on Daf Lamadala, there's two dinam of Hatmana. Uh, you're not allowed to do insulation with food an era of Shabbos, if the insulating material adds heat. We learned that the reason why you're not allowed to do that is because there's a material called a remetz, which is ash that's mixed with coals. And we're concerned that if it's insulated with that material, you might stoke the coals on Shabbos, which would be an iser of Havar. There's another iser not to insulate on Shabbos, which is even if it's not eating, adding heat, but that, that's that's a different iser, which we will learn about. But the beginning of the parak is talking about the iser of doing hatmana on Arab Shabbos, of insulating food on Arab Shabbos. And it's also to do it if the insulation adds heat. So the commissioner wants to know about metal, what type of materials add heat and what type do not. If they do add heat, it's forbidden to do hatmana with them. To, and if, it, if they don't add heat, it's much worse. So which one is it? Ain't talking about gephas. You can't use gephas with gephas. We're not sure exactly what it is. We'll see in the Gemara. But it seems like it's the pulp from a fruit. Presumably, it sounds like from olives. Beloba zevel, not with manure. Beloba melech, not with salt. Beloba sid, with lime. Beloba chol, not with sand. Those things will add heat. Whether they're wet or dry. Beloba tevin, beloba gazim, beloba ugin, beloba sambin, mizmanji, lachan. Or with straw, the skins of grapes. Or with the, um, it seems like it's like soft materials. Like um, like cotton or wool, um, if they're moist or grass, because when they're moist, they will add them. Sometimes you vegetation, but that second category, if they're dried, you may use them because then they won't um, add heat. Okay, so the Gemara first wants to know what is this? What is this gefes thing? When it says gefes, do we mean the pulp from olives, which is a very hot heat? But if it would be the, uh, the pulp from sesame, which is not as hot, it would be okay to put the food in. Maybe the mission of the term gephas means even from sesame. And for olives, certainly it's also, it certainly adds heat. 
So the Gemara said, we're not sure ultimately what's the din of sesame. The Pope of sesame, you're allowed to do Atman with it. So the Gemara says, Tashma, let's bring a ride. The Amar of Yizir, Mishum Chad, Be'er of Yizir, in the name of one of the people from Yana's yeshiva. Kupa, Shetaman a box, but you add it, which you insulate out of food. Also, Nikola Vajos says, you can't put it on top of, on top of olive, on top of olive pulp. So it's in a box. Um, you insulate it inside of the box, and now that's fine. It's before Shabbos because the box is not adding heat. So it's saying, but you can't put it on top of the of, of the olive pulp because then it's going to be atzmona b'davar. That's most of hevel. So so shemamina uh, shemamina We see that it's only olives that's usher. Um because 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 Reb Zayir was only saying you can't do it on olive pulp. Why do you say olive pulp? It sounds like sesame pulp would have been mutter. Must be. Yeah, is, is olive pulp not sesame pulp? So the Gemara says no. Only me really. I'll tell you. They're really to do atmano with shimshim with sesame really is also awesome. However, in that case, remember it was in a box, and then the question is that I, I, it's at a little bit of a distance the 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 pulp of the olive. So there, if it would be olive on the Indian asugavla for the heat to go up upwards, not directly doing it, then zesa maski havla shimshim maski havla would only be that the olive pulp would, would do it, but the the, the the sesame pulp would not. So the more trying to conclude that the sesame pulp would be also to do atmano if it's doing doing atmano directly, but if it's if it's really being mutman in something else and just that, then it's on top of um, and then and then just by on, on top of that, I'm putting I'm putting the gefes. Then it's only the olive one that's also, but the shimshimi one would not be would not be also. Awesome.